four tracks on SFM FM with John Carica. Straight into the show. Like, that's how we go. Tweet at SFM Radio and at John Carica. I don't think I've entered that competition. Have we entered, man? Have we entered? Welcome to the show if you've just joined us. I'm imagining what somebody's thinking right now, Ben. Somebody's tuned in for the first time. What kind of show is this? Uh, playing Dutch music. Let's go to our first sports guest. James Mayinga is the founder and CEO of the James Mayinga Foundation, but also a Sundowns legend. Uh, James, do you look at yourself as a Sundowns legend or a Swallows legend? <laughs> A very good evening, John, and to your listeners. Look, I'm wearing different hats. So for the team that I've played for and given my utmost best, I will always consider myself as their legend. As they, it doesn't matter who you it was, as long as you played for them, you're a legend there. Yes, because <laughs> I've done one or two. Yes. It's about life, playing for them, and they have enhanced my life in a different way. I like that. Every little bit has a learning curve somewhere. Yes. Uh, tell us, what are you doing these days besides the foundation, which we'll get to in a minute? What else are you up to? Uh, I'm employed by Supersport as a football analyst, mm-hmm. covering more of the Mutsipe Foundation, your uh, varsity football and uh, Kasi football, and also your DSTV Prem. Uh, and from the looks of your Instagram, you're a bit of a model as well. How's that going? <laughs> Maybe it's a passion that I'm trying to find, but it's something that, look, uh, I'm enjoying at this point in time. Uh. And uh, thanks to Sammy Ellenberg, who has been the photographer and the woman behind the scenes for the James Manga Foundation. Uh, yeah, you see, I was going to say you look quite good in a suit, but then I see you doing exercise and all those kind of things, and I understand why I don't look good in a sport. So that's uh, in a suit. <laughs> so I think, I think that's the difference, right? You've got to do some exercise still. Absolutely. It's a habit for me, John, mm-hmm. taking into account that I've played professional football for 13 years. And those disciplines, even post-playing days, it's, I still maintain the same diet. Yes, as much as I might not train like a footballer, but I still maintain the same shape. Mm. For example, I used to weigh, my performance rate used to be 70. I only gained four. Hmm since retiring from football That's in 2013. Right. So can you imagine? So it comes with a lot of discipline. It comes with a lot of dedication. But more importantly, do what you love. And you can still fit into your Sundowns jerseys? Without a doubt. <laughs> okay. So all my sizes are slim feet. Yeah, <laughs> stick with that story and make it. Yeah, I know. I was told to buy slim fit clothes once, and I was like, "But I'm fat." And he's going, like, "No, no, no, but it makes you look slim." It's like, "No, it doesn't. It makes me look fat." Don't worry, you'll come join me at the gym and then we'll try and shed some few fats with you there. Yeah, you see, the difference is you are a professional footballer, I sit and push play for a living. That's the difference. All right, James, enough <laughs> about us. Uh, tell yeah. us about your foundation. How are things going there? No, so far so good. But let me start by saying that the James Manga Foundation is a non-profit organization committed to enhancing the lives and financial security of people in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We, we're drawing inspiration from our proud football heritage. We provide educational workshops, executive mentoring, and community initiatives aimed at sparking positive societal transformation. We firmly believe that regardless of one's background or circumstances, mm. change can be realized even when it appears challenging at first sight. So it's, it's, uh, we, we get this often on, on the show. It's, it's not just... A football training academy. There, there's so much more to this. 
Yes, there is so much more to this, taking into account that when you speak about uh, organizing an event, like during planning of the event that we are about to host in December, mm. I came to realize that football wasn't just only the focus, but we're actually breaking uh, barriers by working together, making a difference not only in the community, but racial diversity and gender equality. So it's something that we are very close and passionate about, as I mentioned to you earlier on that, uh, thanks to the women behind the scenes, the one that makes everything happening, Samantha Ellenberg, who's our project and marketing manager slash photographer. So when you <laughs> see me looking good, she's the woman behind that uh, lens, making sure that I look so stunning. Uh- the one line we got here is you, you, you firmly believe no matter where you come from, transformation is achievable even when it seems daunting, daunting at first glance. That's such a thing for this country because you know there are some people are people are poor. They're really poor and they they can't see a way out. Do you still believe that there's a way to turn those lives around? Without a doubt, John, take into account that I was born and raised in the dusty streets of Tulama Ashen, where everything looked far-fetched. And the only way I could realize my dream was to travel to Jobek, post matrix. But as in my journey, I come to realize that dreams are on your doorstep. It's all about using what you have. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. Mm. Because imagine waiting for someone. And that someone doesn't come. So it means your dreams are going to fail. But if you use the resources that you have at home, you can start, for example, a running club in Tula Mahashe. Like I, for one, because I was passionate about football, I played football from the age of seven. But when I, 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 I passed my metric, went to Jobek to further my studies at the tertiary level, I never stopped playing football. Mm. I played even at the tertiary level. So that's where now I got recognized because, yeah, when are you going to send scouts to Kula Mahashe? <laughs> if you look at geographically, we're in the Pumalanga region of South Africa, which is 465 kilos away from the big city. And who's prepared to go down there and fetch those rough diamonds? Mm. Had it not been for schooling or tertiary or feathering my tertiary education, we wouldn't have known about James Mayinga today. Is that then what your foundation is doing? Are you going to find or close that gap between uh, the great talent we have and finding them and bringing them to the clubs? Yes, that's that's our main focus because if we don't create a platform for them, who's going to do that? Mm. I, for one, I went through a lot in terms of trying to realize my dream of becoming a professional footballer. One, I had to take a taxi from Tula Mahashe to Jobek. I had to stay with my uncle. He had to come and transport me to training session to go for trials for that match. Imagine mm. a trial for football. You have like 5,000 people there wanting to be scouted. Now, you tell me, out of 5,000, how many are going to be selected? Even the good ones, they end up being overlooked because of what? Because of the influx of people that are going there to try their lives uh, to become professional footballers. So, for me, it's more of creating that platform in our backyard where I was born and raised in Kulamahashe. Mm. Because imagine traveling all the way there. You don't know anyone. You have to organize. They don't just take any any person for trial. So you have to wait. You have to attend. You have to do that. I don't think our youth nowadays, because they're idling minds, it ends up becoming 
a wrong mind because mm. you end up overthinking and thinking people's hands. We say mm. because of the GBV, and also I like what uh, our president has said now to say, he's taking it as a pandemic, the GBVF, which includes the feminists, he take it as a pandemic. So if we include boys and girls in making a sport which becomes a unifier and football uh, as an example, which I, I've drawn so much uh, heritage, so much history with it, then we can able to pave the way for the near future or the aspiring youngsters coming all the way from Bush Patrick. Uh, yeah, the, the, there's so much potential. And I think w- if you're focusing on women's sport, that's fantastic as well. We we have this, there must be a massive pool of girls who are willing to play and want to play football, but just don't see a way out or, or don't even know where to begin. Exactly. And if you create those platforms, we will be that vehicle that will be used to make sure that irrespective of where you're coming from. Mm. If you look at, for example, by virtue of me working with Supersport, I understand exactly to say when you speak about uh, varsity football, because imagine playing football, you get a, a scholarship or a bazaar to go mm. better your studies because of football. That's what I went through. So the, fo- the foundation mirror the life that I believe to be where I am as I'm speaking to you today. Uh, I mean, you you were, I want to say early days of, of South Africa's professional league. I know we've been around for a while, but before some of the big names were going overseas and making making their name, Lucas Kadebe was out there maybe, but mm. we're sending more players overseas. And you know, it's it's people like you that are allowing that. You're finding the talent that and, and they're able to go and, and perform in in leagues around the world, aren't they? Yes, that's, that, that's the only way we can improve our football in South Africa. Yes, it might take time to send someone overseas, but if they keep on performing consistently, then the export and import exchange, mm. it will work more uh, profitable for both local and European football. Imagine a, a, a lad coming through the James Mahinga Foundation to the big lights of Europe playing for one of the big teams. <laughs> yeah. It's it, a history by its it, 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 own. It's it, it's something that will become a success story for the foundation to say, look, I never thought that one day I would go to Europe. And the only time I went to Europe, it was through football. And the only time right. I could further my studies, it was through football. So why can't we use the same vehicle, but try and expand it in such a way that it, it covers each and every platform or challenges that the society or the youth is facing today. Uh, let's talk about a little bit more about you, James. Uh, we'll get back to the foundation in a second. You played yeah. for FC Aziz Kara, and then you got that promotion to Swallows. What was it like the first time you pull on a Swallows jersey with the the, the history of that club? <laughs> wow, massive! If you think of Swallows as the oldest team in the PFL, and now you start to understand why most of their supporters were elderly people. <laughs> because they spend their hard earned money because of passion to right. go out there and watch you play. Now, the question that comes is the amount of responsibility uh-huh. that one had. I remember my derby was, uh, debut for Soilos, it was against the uh, Orlando Paris at all. Uh, Ellis Park Stadium, and we happened to want the original Soweto that by one goes to zero. Mm. And that went a long way in bringing confidence to myself and also to segment and assure the Swilo's faithful that, you know what, don't follow me, follow the bait. Mm. Uh, and uh, I guess being a defender... That responsibility to you know to to stop the strikers from scoring, <laughs> you know, it's 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 there. You can't have them score three against you because then you're not doing your job. 
Look, John, I came across creative, speedy uh, wingers that I had to play against and also strikers. So I had to develop mechanism in terms of how I was going to deal with them because, trust me, as a defender and the position that I played as a fullback, it's not an easy one because you've got pacey strikers or pacey wingers that always operate on the flanks. Mm. And if you are unable to win your one-on-one battles, you will always be seeing their number at the back, not, seeing, <laughs> not them seeing yours. So I had to come and develop my case. You look what? That's where the power of resilience came in. That's where the tenacity, that's where the character mm. of James Mahinga was brought up. Because imagine week in, week out, facing a different opponent, and you have to come up with best mechanism to stop him from advancing or creating scoring chance or even scoring. So that, that's where a lot of character came from. I don't know how to put this politely. You're not a very big man. You know, modern defenders are, are they're, they're impressive stature and they, they take you on smaller strikers. You're only, what, 1.7 meters tall. So how did you overcome yes. that when, when you're defending the box and the big strikers are coming in with a header? Funny part, uh, my agility was second to none. And that helped me a lot because one thing I used to master a lot, heading and jumping, was one of the strong points that I had. Not mentioning the left, uh, the sweet left foot that used to give a force that will be more of a pinpoint. But mm-hmm. up against the tall strikers, I developed a mechanic. For example, I don't know if you remember Mamin Young. It was more like a two foot. We used to play with him at Soilos. And also, if you look at the striker like your Lungisan and Taylor, Sandil and Jovo, those are tall strikers. Even Sean Bartlett himself. Mm. So I knew exactly to say, if he can't touch the ball, it means I can't also touch the ball. Right. So the shoulder charge, those the cleverness. So hence I'm saying, playing against tricky wingers, uh, they were sharpening me in, in a different way that mm. I had to come up with different mechanisms for different players. Uh, you scored two goals in the premiership. What's what's a left what's a left back doing scoring goals? <laughs> because I was an adventurous left back overlapping, <laughs> making sure that if, if I'm not giving pinpoint crosses, yeah. I'm always in the box to try and make sure and those goals uh, they came so highly uh, recommended and creativity was part of it. Uh. Yes. It's two on the website, but trust me, I've scored six for ah. my entire, including the first, uh, you spoke about Aziz Gara in the first yes. division and also in the Premier League and with 22 assists. 22 assists, six goals. Yes. That's all right. Out for of 150 uh, appearances. That's all right for a left back, eh? Yes. Why not? Do you think defenders get enough credit in the sport? Not at all. Only when you win championship. <laughs> and even then, it's the strikers that go up and get the trophy. Yes, yes, because they always finish up what you have started. But the creativity, <laughs> they sacrifice. Yeah. Because once playing as a defender, yeah. there are certain uh, roles or that are taken away from you. For example, I cannot always overlap and go up front yes. more often. So sometimes I have to defend. The first uh, primary objective is to defend and then attack. Imagine attacking, attacking, and they keep on scoring on the left side. So it means mm. I will be eating more ice or be on the grandstand. <laughs> so certain liberates were taken away from me. But however, because of being adventurous, I will adventure forward. They're taking a risk. It's something that I used to take. Go forward, search forward, mm. give those diagonal balls or crosses, or even go into the box and find yourself in a good scoring opportunity. You've got to trust your central defenders to do that. It's fine on the wings, but you need to know that your fullback and your central defenders are good enough there. 
Absolutely. That uh, camaraderie needs to be there, mm. needs to be in sync, including your goalkeeper, because once you surge forward, it means now the team has to shift to your side to try and cover up, leaving the other one. So it becomes a short blanket if there is no understanding. Because sometimes if there's not that understanding, it means you'll get exposed every time the opposition wins the ball and you are high up the pitch and they can exploit your space. Uh, James Meinger, uh, let, let's talk about money for a little while. It's the, the PSL, richest, cl- richest league in Africa, they keep telling us. So are our players getting paid enough money? Or are they paying too much money? Uh, it depends individually because contracts are drawn individually. Yes, yeah. yeah, there are those numbers that we always hear in the newspaper, but the harsh reality is that not everyone earns the same money because it's individually drafted. So there are those that, yes, they are within the telephone numbers and there are those that they, they earn a small margin. So they have to make the best out of those small margins. See, because the reason I ask is if you've got a foundation, you must have done okay and you've managed to get post that. We hear stories about people who finish the sport. You know, they, they've, they've spent big maybe when they, they're doing all right, but they're not doing all right at the moment. So is there enough education there then? Uh, let me start by saying, having been married with four kids, there was a lot of responsibility <laughs> that one has to take. So he who finds wife finds favor from God. So I was blessed with a beautiful wife with four kids that she put a sense in terms of how we should spend and how we should do things accordingly. Yes, there was a time where three years uh, after retiring, and I had any job, any income, we're living with only one income. Mm. But because we knew that there is a responsibility for us to make sure that we don't overspend, but mm. still live a life whereby as a family we'll be happy. So we had to balance and make sure that we don't go astray in terms of trying to, for example, let me say satisfy or trying to maybe uh, make people feel as if you have money. Yes, yeah. there is money, but also remember... With the black tax, there is also family responsibility, extended families that you look after. There's your kids also, there's yourself, there's also in terms of your monthly uh, payments that you have to make. So it's something that it becomes a broader picture, John, in terms of how you spend. So if you're alone, not married, at times you find you end up spending unnecessary. Mm. So that three has taught me to say, you know what, with what you have, with the children that you have, you need to try and make sure that you segment it in such a way that it's able to last you longer than spending the whole uh, two rand at once. Okay, let's get back to the foundation. You're hosting the Under-19 football tournament in December. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, we're hosting it in Tulamahashe, where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. And why Tulamahashe? I'm giving back to the community that supported me in my 13-year career. So that's where we want to create that platform for the young aspiring uh, footballers from Whitback Ridge. Because our slogan is make a difference. When you speak about slogans, making a difference, it doesn't matter where you come from. Me and you, we become that difference. We become that different uh, dominator whereby we are able to come together and work together and create this platform for these youngsters. But I haven't been to that area. What's that like at the moment? Just to if if somebody doesn't know where Tulumahashe is, it's it's just outside the Kruger Park, east of the uh, northeast southwest of the Kruger Park. Uh, but it's it's an area that nobody would really go to if you're a tourist. You know, you'd, you'd skip over that, wouldn't you? So what's that area like? The Ludlow, Burlingham, uh, Bushback Ridge, maybe if you include that in there as well. 
Yes, we are within the 45 uh, kilos radius of Kruger, mm. both in the open and the other has a view, uh, Numbi uh, open gate. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what happens is we are in Bush Park Ridge has been divided into 11 regions of Bush Park Ridge. And those 11 regions, that's where the teams will be coming from. Uh, but playing in Tula Mahasha Stadium, where I was born, it's a location where yeah. the big stadium. If I can joke your mind back in 2008, when South Africa won the Kosafa Cup, they won it here in Tula Mahasha oh, in wow. an artificial turf. Wow. So these are some of the success stories of Tula Mahasha. So mm. we want to revitalize that because when you look at the youth within the Bush Pakrish community, we want to raise, I cannot be only the James Mayinga and also Michael Manzini or Katlako Mashik, only three players that comes from Bush Park Ridge who became professional football. That, 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 uh, that's unprecedented. James, it's been an honor speaking to you. 19, 60 to the 22nd of December. If somebody's in that area, how do they find out more about it? It's more of saying they, they have to go back uh, through the social platforms of the James Mayinga Foundation. Uh, across all social platforms and also in the, our website, which is the jamesmainga.co.za. But what we did, we created a back body account mm-hmm. for the James Mainga Foundation, whereby each and every uh, offering will be going towards raising 200k, which is will be needed for the tournament to, to be successful. Hence, we're selling the merchandise like your T-shirt, your hoodies your caps, your phone stickers, and key rings. Mm-hmm. So all those proceeds will be going to the tournament because we need to raise uh, about 200K. By working together, uh, we'll be making that difference. And also we have some sponsors that are in the pipeline, but every bit of contribution will will help make a difference. So let's work together and make sure that we create a memorable and an adventurous platform that most of the professional teams will be able to out the road talent that we have in Bush Park Ridge. How do we find it? Backabuddy.com and search for James Mayinga. Yes, under the James Mayinga Foundation, there's a backup buddy that we have created and also on the website, the James Mayinga website dot uh, co.za has all the info that uh, you can go through and then there's a link that will take you straight into the backup buddy where you will be able to make your sincere contribution. James Mayinga, pleasure speaking with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity, uh, John, and also uh, enjoy the evening. James Mayinga, founder and CEO of the James Mayinga Foundation. That tournament happening from the 16th to the 22nd of December for the Under-19 football tournament at the Talamahashe New Stadium. I'm having a look at it now. Uh, it's, it's looking good. It's being looked after, which is, which is fantastic. According to Google, it's got a rating of 3.8. Uh, Burnout Boy says it's a nice place with beautiful surroundings. And Alex says, very good news about this. Temba says, nice place to be. The people, the vibe, let alone the fun. It's a great, it's been great. So if you're in that area, go along and support the kids.